Hello everyone, this is Aisha from Footloose with Shreya Nesh. In this episode, uh, Tracy and her husband, Sushil, they talk about their garden in, at their home in New Zealand, which Sushil has grown with a lot of love and care. I, for one, am not really one with a green thumb, you know, so I've managed to kill everything that I could possibly grow. And the only thing, uh, you know, I've pretty much grown out of all the veggies is a set of micro greens, you know, micro greens on my windowsill. But Sushil has pretty much grown like the entire uh, gamut of vegetables you might find in a supermarket. And so here's in this episode it's a sweet conversation between the the two of them about the garden about the uh sushi's tenacity and patience and perseverance to keep it going and a lot of lessons from nature and its resilience Let me uh, try and recollect everything we've grown. So we've got, I bet you can't. Probably not, but I can try. Uh, we've got a few fruit trees. So we've got a pear tree, an apple tree, lemon, lime, uh, plum, peach. We also have a grape wine. And we have a feijoa tree as well. So she has grown strawberries. He's grown beautiful strawberries. Big, huge, juicy ones. And fruit-wise, I, I mentioned apples. But fruit-wise, he's also grown rock melon. He's grown... One rock, melon. one rock melon. Yeah, he managed to grow one rock melon. Uh, it doesn't grow very easily here. Uh, he managed to grow some beautiful watermelons and pumpkins the size of footballs. I mean, they were huge. You have to see it to believe it. And veggies-wise, he's grown beetroots, beetroots, cucumbers, radishes, carrots, and uh, capsicum, beans, capsicum, beans, eggplants. The famous eggplants. Yeah, eggplants, chilies. Oh yeah, how many kinds of chilies did you grow last year? It was like some ridiculous, like four or five different species of chilies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I quite like the Indian Indian jalwa. <laughs> <laughs> I actually managed to pickle it also. Uh, great, great pickle. Sushi, you've pickled everything. I mean, yeah, like, I know. don't let me get, don't get me started on the pickles. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got a whole cabinet full of pickles just for this man who seems to not be able to survive. But I make without. them, right? So I'm happy to make them. You make them, but you also have a stash of pickles that are already ready it's made. Important to have. It. And you've got like another stash that you've made. Okay. You also grow herbs, right? You've grown uh, basil and uh, basil, thyme. Coriander. Uh, I did mention coriander as well as chives and quite a few. Herbs. Oh, we have we also have a rosemary plant, a beautiful bush, a beautiful rosemary yeah. thriving bush. So whenever I uh, I'm roasting, say potatoes or kumaras, which is another kind of New Zealand uh, the, uh, version of of a sweet potato or a same nightshade. I think it's uh, is it like a yam? I would say something like that. One is like a sweet potato. A sweet potato, yeah. I just chuck, I just you know brush it with some olive oil, some salt and pepper, and some rosemary, some freshly plucked, just plucked rosemary from the garden, and you know just shove it in the oven, and it turns out beautiful. It's amazing. Or, or also mint. Yeah, picking picking fruits and vegetables from the garden yes. that you've grown yourself is such a joy, right? Absolute joy. An absolute joy. joy. And we also at the same time make sure that we have we leave um, some fruits on the trees for the birds. Actually, most of the fruits are left on the trees. More than half of it left for the birds. Yeah, and 
and they have a field day if they have a field time it's actually useful for them because you know especially in the summers when it can be quite dry you should see the birds having the peaches and peaches apples and plums their nutrition or the water content all in all these fruits is quite high and they just love it do, do, do you remember the corn we grew i think i oh, think yes corn i think corn is the the mechanism of uh, corn pollination is just one of the most fabulous mechanisms i've it's, ever it's really, seen really really beautiful this was a few years back when i grew corn for the first time my my wife out here loves corn you know so, my wife out here how many wives do you have well, your wife out here another wife out there is it uh, <laughs> so yeah so i grew this corn for her and i love corn like i love can corn I, can i continue yes please so they've all seen or we may have seen corn growing in the fields in movies or you know some, those vast some, some corn fields where you have those scarecrows and you have and you have some kind of mystery happening in those fields either somebody being murdered no, 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 no there'll be a house somewhere which is haunted haunted or anyway, as, it's yeah. not nothing like that the i just grown around eight plants okay and corn generally you grow them quite close to each other not too sparse and i could see why because as the plant grows and there's a point when the you could you could see that the the female that's where that's where the cob is created let's sort of wrappers like tassels and the male is is a one that has uh, let's say this I'm not sure what they're called but at the top of the plant you'll have the the male it's a, it's a it's the, the male reproductive organ basically organ, yeah. but that's the, you know as the plants you know shake in the wind it's mostly wind pollination oh yeah it, bees don't pollinate them no yeah. so and that's how you you plant them quite close to each other because there are no flowers so they so that's when the the male uh, segments fall into the ta- and the tassels catch them and that's how they get pollinated so it could fall into the the tassels of the same plant or, or anyone, onto the other yeah, the, the one adjoining it doesn't matter and then the male thing dries up and it just yeah. withers away and yeah. the female thing slowly Becomes starts oh, that's amazing i it's it's real when i first saw it happen i couldn't believe it and i, I mean that's i was beautiful. like what i had done then was as the plants as the since corn corn ends up requires a lot of nitrogen and uh, it's a heavy feeder that's why i grown beans at the base of the plant because beans fix nitrogen <laughs> isn't that also why you allowed clover to grow on the on the yes. on the on the lawn i mean yeah. usually people will have very these beautiful manicured lawns where now you have only grass growing and you don't really uh, allow anything else any other kind of weed to grow on it because that kind of ha- you know takes takes something away from the look of the lawn but sushil found out that clover you know like the um the three the, the three usually three the three leaves three or four if it's four then you probably be very lucky you know actually um fix nitrogen in the soil so it and they also attract bees and they look clover, and they clover honey is famous and they look and they look lovely on the on the grass i mean they they oh, and the good, yeah of course because the good thing is that it doesn't dry up like the like the uh, grass in summers correct so, so you they still have green. green cover yeah yes <laughs> but i think one of the most um, uh, abundant uh, vegetables that you've grown is are the the uh, what do you call the cruciferous vegetables which is the yes. broccoli cauliflower cabbage and the broco flowers this this i have grown broco you have grown it once is it? yeah that we call now so but but we had we had a really good um harvest, harvest, harvest yeah. and cabbage i also is, 
have grown very well all broccoli and cauliflower huge huge one i even have photographs of me and also of your sister holding these huge broccoli you know larger than my face you know bigger than my face it's um i i don't know whether it's because no chemicals were used or whether it is just the hawa pani of this place but or whether it's, it's because you secretly talk to the plants with a lot of love and affection but then <laughs> they, one they, of those things but then they will respond like remember the time when we had the six cauliflowers which had been planted oh my gosh and they kept growing the leaves they kept growing out leaves but no cauliflower yeah i mean the, it was just flower. leaves right just, just leaves yeah. growing and i recall uh, um there was this person who had come along um oh, he was visiting us from india a friend of ours yeah and he he even mentioned and he grows cauliflowers professionally he looked <laughs> in at him, india yeah yeah he looked at him and said okay this is not going to throw any cauliflower it's not going to jan nahi hai yeah it's done it's done now yeah it's it's only going to be all leaves and quite disheartened that that day um then i said i look at the plant is like come on go do something about it and he left a week later all six plants through tiny cauliflower tiny cauliflowers began growing inside and i still remember running inside and calling out to you and saying shashi look cauliflower that is actually happening and all six of them gave such amazing cauliflowers that was, was uh, like a and miracle seeing them grow like that when that, they've been written off yeah and that's exactly what <laughs> what happens nature has such surprises for you at at all stages you can never write off what is capable of yeah i know as far as i mean as far as i know from whatever i know of, of you you don't give up when it comes to any living thing you don't give up even if it's just a little twig you will give it the best chance that you can possibly give it to grow and to be honest i've seen that work miracles i mean i remember the peach remember the peach yeah, the little peach yeah, the plant peach, the peach is a uh, peach is a big um, has a lot of significance actually because this peach was planted in the garden it was given uh, the sapling was given to to us by a friend and for almost one and a half years it just remained where it was dormant the, the same size actually cold. nothing happened in fact even the friend was surprised after a year and told him it hasn't grown so when well, he said okay but it's, it is still it, is, it still had a few leaves it's on just it just a few leaves it almost lost all its leaves yeah i was like it's just a twig it's gone there's no more life left in this little plant just let it go and sushil so was like no i'm going to it's just sitting in one corner let it sit, sit there and let it let it decide when it wants to come up because i am certain that it will come up and he so, had this certainty so, and then what what happened was then conviction. we moved it so you wanted a plum tree out there so finally he said we'll move it out of this place and i put it in a pot in a plastic container actually yeah. and I kept it in the in the garden yeah and peter uh, planted the plum tree in, in in its place and uh, this tiny twig being growing <laughs> suddenly out of the blues one day sushil just came almost came dancing into the room you know he had this little jig going on he was like come look come look come look and i was like what 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 did he see a ufo because that's my thing but <laughs> but sushil was like no this is a little peach 
a, a twig <laughs> it started growing leaves and there it was sitting there and there was actually a couple of leaves there were a leaf, couple of leaves on it and i was uh, that grew that grew well very well actually in fact it came to a point where it began shooting up very fast and now up and down and now it has taken roots no, so it's gone I, through no, the no, so pot. what i had to do is no, it went to the pot but now i can't keep it in the pot so then and i can't displace it yeah so then i i cut the pot it is a plastic container i yeah. cut the plastic container and let the root remain as it is but dug around it and then push this plant down into the ground and that's where it is and it's grown the plant into the... decided where you want to stay and that's where it decided to stay and grow yeah. and is now grown to so almost a beautiful tree eight, now. Eight, eight feet at least so now we have two peach trees <laughs> one so... white and one yellow yeah on white it's a white peach resilience resilience yeah resilience you you that's that's nature for you it's it keeps it keeps teaching us and it's up to us to learn i think my um my, the pride and joy my pride and joy in this garden because honestly this garden i can't really call it my own i call it sushil's garden i don't really take any credit for it um but i would say my one pride and joy is the magnolia tree that sits right in the center of my garden uh, magnolias are by far my most favorite trees because um through the year they are these little uh, they are these quiet somber looking very normal looking trees with normal looking leaves you know and uh, they really don't stand out much and then come winter then come winter they That's drop so all their leaves and they suddenly transform like a uh, like a caterpillar to a butterfly and they just uh, just burst into these amazing huge blooms i mean palm sized blooms a cup and saucer if there was a big cup and a big saucer those kinds of blooms in pinks and whites and maroons and they're just magnificent and then it's like all you can do is just stare at them you you they, i mean they, they really stand out they, they really stand up they they're like i call them the drama trees so she doesn't allow me uh, to do stuff in the garden i can't i can't believe you could ever do that but i think there was this one particular incident that kind of sealed the deal for me you want to talk about I, it i i i recall i came home one day from work and i remember, remember you telling me that today i have made spring onion vegetable for dinner <laughs> as me it's spring onion from a garden and i'm thinking to myself i don't grow flowers spring onion at all in the garden there was no spring onion in the garden so what's talking about and then i began having it and i said and, that, uh, is, and that I, is not spring onion and i have and i have stopped talking at this point i've stopped eating i've stopped chewing uh, i've stopped swallowing i've not, almost stopped breathing at this that point this is spring onion this is These are garlic leaves, and then the horror spreads over his face. <laughs> and then I realize what she's done. I rush into the garden. I think it was probably already night. It was evening time. I don't know what it was. It was. <laughs> I think the gloom set in. <laughs> I noticed that she had happily chopped away all the garlic leaves. I had planted garlic and a lot of garlic. I love garlic, and the so garlic grows had, like a pod. It's like a pod kind of thing that grows underground, and then it gives out these long shoots. shoots. It's like it's like how onions grow, right? Yeah, yeah same. <clears throat> yeah, 
and she had happily chopped away the garlic leaves and uh, made a vegetable out of it. <laughs> and this means that no, there are no leaves in the garlic plant, which means that no garlic is is going to form. But and, but and this was not just one garlic plant. This was like oh, I'm talking of all the garlic plants that he had planted. Almost but, fifteen garlic plants that he had planted, right? <laughs> and that you are reading at a single garlic, thanks to her. Because then I explained to her that every when you see a garlic, uh, when you buy garlic, and you are busy peeling it, right? The the flaky part it keeps coming out as your the layers you know, the layers each of them represents one leaf on top so that is how you know that each leaf actually creates a kind of a layer around that garlic pod so it takes forever and forever for them to grow it takes around six months I at just least chop them off at, at least one six shot. months for them to grow yeah and uh, they had some lovely healthy leaves that that year. So, like let's, let's look at the bright side. You finally grew potatoes. Yay! <laughs> We're talking about resilience a bit earlier, right? And it's not just the resilience of the of the of the plant. It's also the resilience of the the farmer and the gardener. And I think Sushil is a prime example of that. Um, for in the past six years, he tried growing potatoes four, four times. times. Um, mainly because a I love potatoes. I mean, I'm like a potato crazy person. And B, because our neighbor, like he has always grown beautiful potatoes. And he uh, is part of this More very family, prestigious group of potato growers in, in, in the district. In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. And uh, they have this yearly competition where, you know. Um, each one each, is given two, plant, two seed potatoes. Yeah, each one is given two seed potatoes at the beginning of the season and they plant them and they tend to tend to them and they nurture them. And then at the end of the, you know, when it's time to harvest. Christmas um, time. Christmas time. They, the, the, full, the, the entire batch of people, they go around to each of the, you know, farmers' houses, the potato growers' houses. And the person who has grown the largest and the most the the, uh, the the biggest harvest of potatoes gets the very prestigious honor of being called head potato. So for that year, <laughs> for that year. <laughs> so uh, Sushil has always found that quite interesting, and I think somewhere inside he hoped to be head potato someday. Uh, yeah, but somehow I, for, I for have, some reason I had grown potatoes when I was a child, and um, I love you know I love potatoes. But for some but, reason, in the past six years that we've been here, he's tried it four times, but he hasn't been able to. Because so. I've tried different, different <coughs> Once they grew, like, you know, they grew, they really grew. <laughs> they grew to five feet. Yeah, because the leaves, they, they're very, uh, they require a lot of nitrogen or less nitrogen? No, not too much of nitrogen. Because if they get too they much need, nitrogen. They need nitrogen at different times, actually. You can't just keep push, pushing it. Uh, pushing around otherwise, they just become too leafy. Yeah, and nothing underneath. So that, that year, we only had T-sized potatoes. And the the most frustrating part is that you talk to people and say, "Oh, we I just chuck them in the ground and they grow." And then you know that nothing else you can you can't say anything else after that. <laughs> it's very very frustrating. So this year, anyway, I tried once again. I grew them in this in the you know in the in the garden, not in any containers, and it was like finding gold. As because as you. Uh, you have these huge mounds underneath which the plant the the plant has produced potatoes. 
and as you move sift the soil you slowly had to check with the any potatoes and finally i uncovered potatoes and this time when he uncovered the potatoes oh, there was a little mini the there was a little mini celebration in our in our garden as well as the our next door neighbor's garden because everybody was so happy that sushil finally grew potatoes and now we have a big uh, dancing right waiting for us to cook them yeah beautiful ones and with that we wrap up this episode uh, i do hope sushil manages to get the head potato award in the near future good luck to you thank you